mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there. You're listening to More Than Potential, the podcast. On this show, we talk about mental health, well-being, and self-improvement from a Gen Z perspective. I'm your host, Faith. So I hope you guys are having a good day so far. I know I am. I wanted to pop on really quickly to talk about something that kind of has been bothering me for quite some time. Um, As I've mentioned on this podcast before, I've had a lot of issues with like self-esteem and feeling good enough. And I think that being on social media and like building a presence over time has kind of just made this worse. Um, I feel as though as I've gotten older, I still haven't managed to figure out how to truly accept who I am and realize that there's some things I'm just never going to be. And I think that trying to pressure myself to be someone I'm not is the only way to make yourself truly unhappy. Um, I know that I used to feel bad about being opinionated. I always felt like I was too much, you know, too opinionated and too loud and too annoying and too dark-skinned and too much of everything, right? Um, I always felt like a real woman was supposed to be like quiet and demure and you're supposed to be like really sweet. And, you know, you're you're supposed to have a certain personality type. You're not, you're supposed to be like overly agreeable and you never really stand up for yourself. And, you know, it just, there's like a certain archetype you think of when you think of women. And so I always like put pressure on myself to be something that I wasn't because I thought I had to be those things in order to be desirable. And it's not necessarily just about the male gaze, but I would say the majority of it is. Um, This idea of appealing to men by being a certain type of person. Um, I've been in situations with guys before where um, it's not that I'm really dominant in as much as I'm very headstrong and stubborn. And so I don't think they're expecting that. And so what ends up happening is like, they get annoyed because they can't like tell me what to do. Or, you know, if they try to say something that I think is wrong, I'll just tell them I think they're wrong. And I don't know, maybe some guys are really like, I don't know, how do I describe this? I think one guy that I dated, for example, he said that he never fought with anyone as much as he fought with me, which to me was an exaggeration. We didn't have that many fights. Like we had like two, but they were big fights over real serious problems. And I just wasn't backing down. And so I think that he was just used to women just backing down and just being like, yeah, it's fine when it wasn't fine. Or, yeah, I guess we can do that when it wasn't the case. Like, I just stick up for myself a lot more. And I think that it does bother some guys, not everyone, but it does. It does rub them the wrong way because they're so used to women being pliable and agreeable, even when we don't necessarily have to be. And, you know, I used to hate that part about myself for a long time because I felt like, well, dang, I feel like, you know, guys don't like it when you act a certain way. You have to act a certain way to appeal to them and to get them to like you. But 
someone can like you and not respect you, you know? And I think that now as an adult, I prefer to be respected over just being liked because being liked can change tomorrow. But someone may not like you, but they will respect you. And it dictates like how they treat you and how they talk to you. But yeah, you know, I did put a lot of pressure on myself to be the right kind of woman. I mean, I just, I think too, part of it is this idea of what a woman is supposed to be and how she's supposed to act and dress and look. And so I would just always measure myself and compare myself to that image and realize that I failed. Like, I'm not that girl. You know, I'm not perfectly made up and done up all the time. You know, I'm not the woman who goes shopping and just kind of really enjoys it. Like shopping's okay, but like, it's not like a hobby. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think the reason why, to be honest, the reason why I don't like shopping for clothes or anything is because I just always get buyer's remorse. Like I always buy something and even if I needed it, I'm always thinking about what I could have spent it on that was better or you know, something I could have spent it on that would have gotten me more mileage. Like I seriously have buyer's remorse in a really bad way. So like, it's hard for me to spend money on frivolous stuff and really feel like it's it's doing something for me because yeah, I bought that clothing item, but it's just a piece of clothes. Like it's not going to actually like feed me or provide for me long-term. It's not going to give me positive cash flow. So I don't really feel like some stuff in a way is useful. But I have friends who are shopaholics almost. They love to shop. They love to put on makeup and dress and act a certain way. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I just feel like they get a lot more attention and they are seen as more desirable or what have you, if that makes sense. Like they are definitely treated better. And I think that deep down, I know that women who look a certain way and act a certain way are just treated better because that's part of pretty privilege. But I, I just, I don't know, like, I don't know if I feel comfortable doing that because it doesn't really feel authentic to me. And sometimes I have to wonder, is it because, do I feel this way? Because it's truly not my personality to be frivolous or is it because I have low self-esteem? I don't know, but I'm willing to bet just from what I think my gut reaction is, is that I dress nice. Like if I want to, I can dress up and look really nice. That's not the problem. I think for me, the problem is that I feel pressured to be like a quote unquote feminine woman that presents in a very specific way. And if I don't present in that way, then I'm not good enough. And I don't know how to phrase it other than that. Like, I just don't feel as though I measure up or I'm what people expect or want me to be. Like, even in media, since I'm on social media all the time, you know, sometimes I can't help but feel like people don't care about what I have to say because I don't look like they want me to look. I'm the wrong skin tone. You know, I don't look a certain type of way. I don't talk a certain way. I am not the type of woman who's going to do certain viral challenges or whatever, because I don't want to be known necessarily for being beautiful. I think beauty has its own currency, but it's not something that sustains. Like the problem with telling women to aspire to be beautiful is that eventually there will come a time when the beauty standards change or you age out of the beauty standard. So it's not going to apply to you forever. And so if you focus so much time on being beautiful, what else is there for you to do? You know, like you're going to realize one day and be like, oh, snap, I'm no longer considered beautiful. And you're going to have to go through this whole period where you're trying to figure out what do you have to contribute? 
you know, and I've spent my whole life basically not banking on beauty politics because they understand that in a lot of ways, Black women are supposed to lose, you know, like Black women are supposed to be ugly, unattractive, undesirable, etc. So I've always put a lot of stake in like improving other parts of myself to compensate for that, you know, because I know that society doesn't see me as, as attractive as a white woman or as attractive or desirable as someone else. But, you know, I have to wonder that even just having that thought in and of itself just perpetuates the idea that I'm not good enough. So, you know, I don't know. I have to work through some of this stuff intellectually and emotionally because it just doesn't, I'm not sure what to do about it. In all honesty, I'm not sure. There's plenty of times where I'm like, I feel great today. And there's other times where I'm like, I feel like shit. I feel like shit. I look like shit. I just, it's not a good day. That's a very normal feeling to have. But I think that when it comes because of the result of what you're doing, like if you're on social media and then you start to feel like shit, that lets you know something's wrong. And I wish that I didn't feel this way. You know, I wish that I, I was just super confident all the time and that I didn't care what other people thought of me. And I didn't care how I showed up in the world and how people responded to me. But I, but I do in a way. Part of my job is gauging how people will respond to my content and respond to me. And what I found is that in a lot of ways, I always feel like I'm always being bested by women who look better than me. And objectively speaking, these women will get more attention than I do. And so it makes me wonder, like, does it really matter what I think or what I care about? I've spent I spend so much time, you know, talking about my thoughts about certain complex subjects and and doing a deep dive. But it makes me feel like because it's coming out of a woman's mouth, people are going to care more if I look good or if I look like they want me to look. You know, and it's a weird feeling because I don't think I don't really think sometimes people respect women's opinions as much as they would a man's. Like you just have to look a certain way. So, for example. When I see women talking about politics or whatever else, in the comments, people will be asking about her dress or her outfit or her hair or her makeup. And I'm like, what does that have to do with what she's saying? Like, can we talk about the the, the, the points that she's positing? And, you know, I, I remember, like, um, I think Candace Owens gave a, an address or a speech at Oxford College or Oxford. And, like, she had a really nice dress on, but she was giving a speech, right or wrong, disagree with it or not. She gave a really good speech. And so the fact that so many men were like, oh, beauty, she's so beautiful. She's so hot, beauty and brains. And I'm just like, so if I wasn't pretty, would that mean that you would disregard everything I had to say? And I know some people may think I'm overlooking it or doing too much or overthinking it, but am I? Am I? Because on social media, you know, people only care about specific things. Like I've learned that, you know, certain things in social media, it's like formulaic. You can get popularity doing it. And the, doing the type of work that I do, sometimes I'm like, do I have to be a certain way to get attention to, to for people to care? I don't know. And I think what makes it even makes me feel worse, kind of, is the fact that like I see that so many Black women are pressured to look a certain way. Like, and we could tell that pressure exists because literally all these black women are getting butt injections and, and plastic surgery to look the same. They look like weird horses with the long hair and the overly ridiculously sized butts. Like they look like low-key horses, but that's what people want them to look like because that's what they get attention for doing. 
they get attention for wearing a bunch of makeup and long, ridiculous, dramatic eyelashes and getting butt shots, getting butt injections. That's what they get attention for. That's what the, the, the larger society says is what Black women are supposed to look like. And I think I've always felt pressure to look that way. Like even I have friends, for example, who consider themselves like fashionistas and they all have the same look, right? Like, especially the darker skinned you are, the darker skinned you are as a black girl, the more you're supposed to appeal to this like urban aesthetic. Like it's a very specific type of look that those women have. And if you don't look like that, then you're not cool. You're not fashionable. You're not trendy. Um, so yeah, I've always kind of struggled with that because I always felt like I wasn't attractive or beautiful if I didn't look that way. If I had a different look, if I looked more normal, you know, I don't know how to describe it to you other than that. Like sometimes I see the beauty standard that black women are held to and it's directly proportional to the money that they're spending. Like to be a beautiful black girl, you have to buy a bunch of shit. You got to buy the hair, got to buy the nails, got to buy the eyelashes. Get about the clothes. You have to buy a bunch of stuff to be beautiful. It's not you're beautiful because you are. It's not your natural hair and your skin tone and the way you look is beautiful. No, it's beauty is directly related to the amount of products you buy. That's why I feel like the, the, the beauty industry is a billion dollar industry and it's primarily fueled by black people because we're telling black people that beauty is everything outside of them. Like if you are not beautiful, you have to buy stuff to be that way. And so I think that, you know, that's part of my problem right there is that I've been, you know, indoctrinated by the society to think that only certain types of people are beautiful and that you have to purchase that beauty. Like it doesn't come inherently to you. And I think that's why you see so many black people spending so much money on hair and makeup and nails, even when they can't really afford it, is that that's the only way they feel beautiful, only way they feel valid in this system. Um, so, you know, I do think that because the standard is so high, it's like, if you're not willing to spend that kind of money or you don't have that kind of money, then you aren't considered popular. You're not attractive. You're not desirable. Um, I remember when I was in high school and college, like the same types of black women were the ones spending ridiculous amounts of money on hair, makeup and nails. And they were considered the popular girls. They were considered attractive. It's almost like it's heavily correlated with socioeconomic class. Like since I've grown up poor, Loki, I didn't have the money to spend on a bunch of stuff like that. You know, so the women who did, they were considered attractive, but it might just be related to socioeconomic status. But by being able to afford all of these things consistently, you put yourself in a different sphere. You put yourself in a different social circle because you can afford it. And if you can't, then you're in a different social circle. As you can tell, I think about this a lot. You know what I mean? But generally speaking, I just, I wish that things were different. I wish that, you know, I could just in a way feel and be myself and still feel valid and still feel like my opinions matter to people. But sometimes I wonder, I gotta be honest, I wonder if I'm not the right kind of person, if I'm not the right kind of girl to do this sort of work. You know, it's 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 obvious that there's pretty privilege that exists on social media. So the more attractive you are, the better that you'll perform. And oftentimes, like, I think that's why I don't really like taking pictures of myself. And my grandmother was the same way, believe it or not. Um, and I never knew this until I got older, but. My grandmother never liked taking pictures. Like even now, if you find a picture of my grandmother, a rare picture, she's never smiling. My grandmother just doesn't like pictures. And so, you know, I think that I've taken on this mindset without realizing it that my grandma had. Like, you don't feel beautiful. You don't feel desirable. You don't feel like it fits you. 
And so you're uncomfortable taking pictures of yourself. Like I remember since I'm on Instagram and I'm trying to appeal to people in market to be on Instagram for my services. I remember, I remember on Christmas Eve this year, I had nothing else to do. I was in my home all day. So I thought, why not try to take more pictures from my Instagram? Because I felt like I don't have a lot of pictures of myself in general, but I use the same five pictures for like years at a time. So I decided that I needed a better updated photo. And I was going to try and take a picture. I got a cute Christmas sweater and I bought some stuff to set up like a, a home studio to DIY it. And I thought I was just going to go for it. But when I started taking the pictures, you know, it was all right. It wasn't until I saw the pictures that I realized I still look the same. I still look like me. And that didn't feel good. And I remember crying on the phone to my friend because I was like, I just took hours worth of pictures, like two hours worth of pictures. And I don't like basically any of them. I don't look good in them. I, my camera quality is not good enough. I, I am not good enough. My makeup is not good enough. I just don't look good enough. I can't post this. Like I can't post any of these. And I remember feeling so bad about myself because I had spent so much time. I had tried so hard to light my face well in the photo and to pick out a cute outfit for the photo to take it and so to, you know show people on Instagram and market my services. But I remember being like, I don't like this. This isn't good. And you know, I've actually had people tell me that I should take more photos of myself. Um, especially people like other people in the industry who do what I do. You know, they I've had um, a few people DM me and be like, you should post more pictures of yourself on your Instagram. That's how you attract people. And it's not that I don't understand that. The problem is that I have a hard time taking pictures. I don't know how to take them well. I'm already darker skinned, so you have to light my skin a specific way. Otherwise, it looks weird. You know, the lighting, making sure you have enough lighting and it's good lighting. That's already hard. But, you know, in the situation, the person was just saying, like, it was so, so easy. Oh, just take a picture. Oh, just do this. And I was like, bruh, I... I, I, I'm trying. I'm just not good. It doesn't look good. And the person said it and it felt like so dismissive to me because they were like, you have a phone, don't you? Why can't you just take pictures? As if it was that easy. And I'm like, bro, like taking good pictures that people actually like and care about on Instagram takes work. You know, I'm not a photographer. Believe it or not, I take great pictures of other people. But I very rarely am able to capture a good photo of myself. The best photo I have of myself in my 20s was taken by somebody else. And that was two to three years ago. I'm 24 now. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm being honest, it's just hard for me to capture it in picture. And so I just, it doesn't make me feel good about myself. It makes me feel like the wrong kind of person to be on social media because I'm not being able to fully take advantage of it. So I don't look the way I'm supposed to. And I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't. Um, and I know this is a really hard topic for me because I've always felt ugly and unlovable and unworthy. Like, and I think social media just makes it worse. Like I've honestly just had to overcompensate for feeling ugly and undesirable by just like 
being good at something. So that's why I put so much effort and time into reading philosophy and like doing a lot of research because what else do I have to offer? And I know that sounds so bad, but it's the case. That's how I feel. That's how how I've always felt. Like you can't be pretty, but you can at least try and sound smart. (laughs) So I know this is not necessarily the most encouraging episode to hear, but I wanted you guys to know like deep down, like social media is kind of toxic. Like honestly think my, my um, insecurities have gotten a little bit worse just being on here because I'm seeing all these attractive people and all the attention that they're getting to market their business. And they get so many people to like and share and follow them. Even when I do better work, even when I'm doing better stuff, I'm just better. Literally, I produce more work and I'm just better. Objectively, it doesn't matter because I don't look better. It doesn't matter how much value I provide. It doesn't matter how I'm helping people because I don't look a certain way. So therefore, people are not incentivized to follow me because people are biased towards beauty. And it sucks, honestly. It sucks that I have to, I feel this way about myself, but it's just the truth. So what am I doing to kind of work on this, to have some semblance of self-esteem? Well, for one, I'm not getting on social media just to be social. I'm getting on social media to, I'm getting on social media for a, a purpose, like for business. I'm not getting on social media just to have a good old time. I'm limiting the social media usage If it's not for work, I'm not on there as much. And the reason why is because I want to I want to put like a sense of isolation around me. Like I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want to be influenced even more by the media that I'm consuming. And so taking a step back is probably better. Even though I do this for work, I think it's important to take a step back sometimes and focus on what you need to focus on, which in some instances can literally just be doing your work and then getting off of Instagram. Because I do think I didn't feel this way until I got back on Instagram. TikTok is fine, but it's Instagram that kind of makes me feel like shit. So besides limiting my social media usage... I'm also having to come to terms with the fact that a lot of my problems stem from not necessarily beauty politics, but the idea that I have to earn love and appreciation from people, that me as a human being, I'm not good enough. I have to do something or be something else or being something more. And so I'm talking to, you know, my counselor about that, about why I feel like I have to earn love and approval from people, why I feel like I'm never good enough. I'm never going to be good enough and that no one's ever going to really want me or want to be with me or around me. And so dealing with that self-loathing tendency means accepting that like, it's not true. Like every thought that I have is not representative of the truth. Like your, your feelings are not necessarily factual. They're valid, but they're not necessarily the truth. And so learning to see it myself objectively and find the truth in the statement and finding the lie has been helpful because it, it makes me criticize my own thoughts and put into perspective, you know, what it is that I'm thinking. So instead of just being like, oh, I'm ugly or oh, I'm this, I'm that, I, I critique that and say, who told you you're ugly? Why do you feel this way? You know, like in comparison to whom? And I think that kind of makes me take myself out of that negative space and see myself more objectively and be like, it doesn't help you to tell yourself these things. 
you just feel sad today. You, you're not, you don't actually feel ugly. You just feel sad and you don't really like the way that you look. And it's fine every once in a while to feel like that, but you don't have to feel like that all the time. So, you know, being more critical of myself and of the thoughts I'm having is super important too. So yeah, um, I hope that this was a somewhat helpful episode because this is just how I'm dealing with it. And I know that a lot of people deal with something similar, feeling good enough and feeling appreciated and accepted and being online can make it a million times worse. But I'm telling you that it doesn't matter what you accomplish in life or how beautiful you actually are. If you don't feel like you're desirable, that you're lovable, that you're worthy, nothing in your life that changes is going to help you feel that. The change does not come from something external. The change comes from the internal stuff that happens. So that being said, I hope that this was an encouraging episode to listen to. Be sure if you like this podcast to rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. You know, show us some love. If you really like us and you really want to support us, that's one of the best ways to do it. And you can, of course, follow me on Instagram at It's More Than Potential because I talk about these same subjects here and, you know, talk about the podcast. That being said, be sure to like and share and support. And I will see you in the next episode.